I just want to talk about, first of all, how great I sound right now. Yeah. It's really great. You got a nice deep voice. I agree. It sounds, it sounds really radio friendly. I, super radio friendly. Mm-hmm. And not nasally at all. And you have to know that is a huge compliment coming from me. You're going to talk like that the entire I, time? I will not. I will talk like myself. <laughs> sort of. Ah, Double D Podcast. Todd Dillon, thank you for joining us Boom. today. Yes. Uh, Hello. Also here is Bonnie Johnson Strawn. Hello, all my friends. <laughs> oh, did you guys ever notice it's BJ's? BJ's. Bonnie Johnson Strong. Oh, yeah. I just never even thought of that BJ's. until right now. There's no apostrophe? I didn't know if you're Yeah, the hyphen. You, you can just turn the hyphen into an apostrophe. Oh, yeah. In a crazy world, this is America, and we value things like grammar. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair so, enough. almost landed a joke. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> narrow. It narrow. was good. It was close. Very close. You justified it, and then I just denied it. Justified it, then denied it. Justified it, then denied it. <laughs> so you grew up in the South, right? Yeah, I grew Tennessee. up in Tennessee. Woo. In Humboldt, Tennessee. Humboldt, Tennessee. I did a little bit of research. Oh. 9,000 people. Yeah. And that was from 2010, so pretty small town. Yeah, pretty small. My uh, uh, graduating class was 100 people. Really? Yeah. I went to a uh, school of 200 people, and that was uh, K through 12. Oh. There were 14 people in my graduating class. That is very, very tiny. And I moved from New York, and right before we moved, I graduated 8th grade, and there were 1,300 kids in my class, in my graduating class. And then you moved to a town of like 1,300 people? Uh, Less. The town my parents lived in has less than 100 people at this point. Why did they go there? To retire. Oh. They were ready. They wanted to go uh, somewhere quiet. And at the time, they were obsessed with the movie The Bridges of Madison County. So they retired when you were in 8th grade? Yeah, my parents are uh, quite a bit older uh, in their 60s. Uh, They didn't retire right away. They worked for probably about four years and then retired. So how many kids in your graduating class? 100 and... 100. Okay. Do you want to talk about what year you graduated? It was 2000. 2000. Uh... Last of a millennium, or first of a millennium, whichever way you wanted to do it. You're technically a millennial, right? Yeah, I think I fall into, like, a weird sub-genre that is ex-lineal. It's just, like, <laughs> 81 through 84. Right. We, like, I read a thing on it, and it said we're, like, the fir- the last class to not have... Uh, social media yeah, in so college. Yeah, so what was the computer situation like in your high school? Uh, what kind of computers did you have in 2000? You could you could burn CDs, but it would take yeah. like about an hour right. to burn a CD. You it took go. about an hour to download like 30 <laughs> seconds of porn, too. Yeah, you yeah you wouldn't get to uh, you wouldn't get to download any... You couldn't download songs at that point when no. I was in high school. Uh-uh. MP3s were not... Super yeah. popular. You're still rocking CDs everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right, Bonnie? Well, Bonnie Bonnie and I are kind of in a... There's a big gap there. Not a big gap, but there's a big technology advancement, I think, between 2000 and 2003 when we graduated. Hmm. Is it weird if I have no memories about my high school's technology <laughs> at all? When you said that, I was like, I have no... Like, I, still, like I, I took a typing class yeah. with a typewriter 
in high school. Okay. I did that, so, too. We started yeah. with typewriters, and then we eventually went to a very basic computer oh, okay. with a basic computer typing program. They would cover your hands during typing tests. I remember when I was in, like, first grade, it was a big deal because our com- our school got a computer that, like, we could use. <laughs> So, yeah, I man, mean, man, can I sound fucking older? No, this is it, terrible. It's, but it's really I sound not like the oldest guy on the planet. No, not at all. It was only that was only fifteen, sixteen years ago. Yeah, that was a that was a. I mean, yeah, that's a long time, decade and a half. Yeah, can be. Yeah, in in two thousand, I think we were still using those AOL discs for the internet. There was there was one that I remember. It was a whole big ordeal. You could get, uh, the internet was free, but it had, uh, a fourth of the screen was an ad. Yeah. And, and I had to get, I had to go buy, like, a, a, a longer telephone cord, because where we had the computer <laughs> right. wasn't anywhere near an outlet. When we first moved to Iowa, we were, uh introduced to teen lines i had never heard of that before where you have like an extra telephone number but oh, it was yeah. it most people just mainly used it used it for the uh internet yeah back when dial-up was importante now's a good time to be writing your set bonnie right on the money what show is it uh throw a wrench in it Throw a wrench in it at the back line. Yeah, come on down. It's going to be a really good show. We all play, you know, we worked really hard for this, so come on over. This isn't live, first of all. Second of all, I'm posting it next week after the event. Mm. Man, Bonnie, you were so good at throwing wrenches tonight. Yeah, yeah you were really yeah. great at throwing yeah. those wrenches. No. Good you really job. set that on fire. <laughs> Thank you. It was amazing that that guy with the guitar was there to play you off stage. Exactly. Like, Chill. I'm going on my own. I'm going on my own. Oh, that's right. Saturday is the night that they have a live band. But not every Saturday. Wait, I think you're making a joke. I was making a joke. I was following his lead. Oh, I gotcha. We are in a two-person improv. We do improv. Vicious and delicious. Improvisation. (laughs) Ill comedy. Improvisation. Long form improvisational comedy. Tell me about those improvisational Uh, comedy. Make them ups. Make them ups. (laughs) Make them ups. How long have you been doing improv at the back line? Two or three years. Two or three years? Yeah. I, it was right, I started right around the time of the first improv festival. Really? Yeah. And that was at the old location? Yeah. Or where they're at now? Oh. Yeah, it started at Studio Gallery, and uh, I started go, liking improv a lot and going a lot, and then uh, kind of stopped doing as much stand-up. Did you move to Omaha because of the military? Because you were in the Air Force. Yeah, right? I was in the Air Force. Uh, I grew up in Tennessee. And at 18, I joined the Air Force and came up here in July of uh, 2001. Oh, really? So you've been here for a while. Yeah, I've been here a long damn time. 2001, you came here because of the military. So were you stationed at Offit? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was stationed at Offit until 2006. And in 2006, I left the military and moved back to Tennessee and worked a couple of shitty jobs down there, and I just really couldn't make the money that I needed to down there. So, me and the girl I was with at the time moved back here, and uh, I've been here ever since. And I really like it. It's, it's, it's cool that you came back. City, yeah. That you didn't, you know. Obviously, Omaha meant something to yeah, you. Yeah, it's it's a cool place. I like it. 
Uh, I'm I'm proud to be here. Did you meet Bonnie at the backline? I met Bonnie at Lookout Lounge, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize it, but she told me later that it happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you had a stand-up set, and I was leaving, and I got brave. And I walked up, and I said, hey, good set. And you said, thanks. And then off I went, like skipping a little, because I finally talked to you. And so it was funny. <laughs> I went by myself, because I <clears throat> always wanted to do stand-up. That was your first time going to see stand-up? Going to, like, no, probably not the first, but one of the few first, you know, times. Right. I'd go to these open mics to see the other amateur comics going to see if I could actually ever do it. Yeah, I used to do stand-up before I did improv, and then I was like, oh, maybe improv will help me do stand-up somehow. And now you seem more into improv. Oh, way more. I don't, stand-up's, stand-up's a grind. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it, yeah, as we speak, you're trying to write your set. Yeah. It's too panicky for me. I like the freedom of just being able to be like, oh, I want to do improv. I'm just going to go do it. You know? Yeah. It's and too- I like knowing when I'm going to go on stage, too. That's pretty nice. I don't like going to open mics. Yeah. And having to sit there for a long time. Dare I say improv is the lazy man's comedy? No? Is that too far? Too far. Too far. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's just like, I'm... I would rather create than perform. True. You know? Yeah. And, like, that's that's what... Improv is, is also performing, but it's a majority creating. Yeah. Yeah, and stand-up is creating, but only... It's yeah. only this much creating and then this much perfecting your performance. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like repeating the same jokes over and over. And, I mean, you can, you can write a lot of new material, but... At the same time, you still have to repeat the same jokes kind of a lot, right. usually. Um, so, growing up in a small town, like, what, what did you do when you were a kid? Uh, we did we just, like, rode bicycles, and it was the south, uh, and, you know, there wasn't a lot to do, so we'd, I mean, we'd ride around bikes and play in the woods, mostly. Right. And then, uh, later on, we got skateboards, and then, uh. Backyard wrestling, that was a big thing. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that was kind of... Hmm. So you're you're a pretty, pretty big country boy. Uh, you know, I my grandparents lived on a farm, but then they moved to the city. I Yeah, I had some... I got southern roots. I don't like to wear shoes, if I can help. <laughs> you like honest. country music, though? Not really. Um, some of it, but... I can take it, but it's not my go-to. But, I mean, I'm not going to... Who's your favorite country singer? You had a picture. Johnny Cash. Mm. Of course. I mean, of course Johnny Cash. Yeah, I mean, that's... You got to go with the old school stuff anyway. Yeah. It'd Just... be weird if I was like, Keith Urban. <laughs> I'm really into Carrie Underwood. Shania Twain. <laughs> Shania forever. <laughs> she had some good hits back in the day, I suppose. Uh. No, she don't impress me much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. Lyrical. Uh, 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 uh. Um, what else did I... Oh, Humboldt is, has an annual strawberry festival? It does. And I thought that that was the coolest thing in the world <laughs> back in the day. Right. Um, I thought it was this big monumental event with hundreds of thousands of people. But it turns out it's not really that big. 
apparently, our town used to be popular for its strawberry patches. Yep. I think we ha- now have a uh, strawberry farm. We have a strawberry farm down there. Uh, and I think a lot of it is for wine. They make a lot of strawberry wine. I know country song. Strawberry <laughs> wine. Yeah. Seventeen. Yeah. Who sang that? Do we? Do we know? Maybe Tanya. Too. Carrie Underwood. No. no. Sorry, I don't. Hey Siri, I... who sang Strawberry Wine? How about this one? They bet you Cinderella. Checking my sources. Here is what I found. Deanna Take Carter yeah. from 1996. You guys remember that song? What didn't I think of that? No. No. Who was that by? You guys remember that song? She's nine, she's nine, she's ten. I know she has really spawn hair blue. I'm about to be my hearty pie. No. I remember that one. That was the Grundy County auction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, shit. I listened to a little bit of Tim McGraw uh, back in the day. Indian Outlaw. Like we learned to square dance in elementary school. Oh no! Uh, Gym class, elementary school gym class. Oh man, that's country. Yeah. Wow. Uh, pretty mild winters there. Yeah. Didn't snow. Uh, we would get snow. Uh, every five or six years. Really? Yeah, it would so be. It, a, it was a big deal, though. Like, oh, sure. And people didn't know how to drive to save their fucking life. It no, you didn't have to. Like everything shut the fuck right. down. I was in Atlanta last year when they got like this much snow. Yeah. <laughs> and no one knew how to drive. No one. I was yeah. just like, "This is fine. What do you do?" It's doing? not a thing that they have to worry yeah. about ever. I have a friend uh, from Hawaii who, it, she got to Nebraska before she ever knew what those black lines on the back windshield of cars were for. Really? Yeah. Because she, <laughs> wow. she, she, she just didn't even know. Oh my God. That's crazy. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> uh, it's weird when you think about that shit. You know, there's there's people in the world that have never been under... I think that might have been like an exclusive scenario. If we could get her on the phone and find <laughs> out what else she doesn't know. Right. You know, we could. Not gonna do that. No. Why right. do you want to talk to this person so bad? I think she just might be an idiot. That's <laughs> what I was hinting at. Like, Good thing we didn't use any names. Say her name. It's a friend of mine, you dick. Yeah. She's the idiot who said it. I did have somebody that I went to high school with ask me if. This is so bad. No, I can't even do that one. I don't want to sound like I'm trashing my town. <laughs> All right. Oh, that. look. My computer finally restarted uh, 30 minutes later. Are we actually recording anything then? Yeah. No, the uh, my other computer. The oh, one I was trying to use. I get it. I get it. The old hunk of junk over there. Did you have a southern accent? No, uh, maybe, I mean, maybe a little. You have a little bit of a drawl now. Yeah, it comes out, and if I say, like, certain words, or if I talk to my dad on the phone. Yep. If I, if I, if you catch me the day I come back. Right. But it kind of. <laughs> so, there's so much truth to that, because when you go there for a while and you come back, you probably talk a little differently for yeah. a while, right? Same thing with my New York accent. It went away when I was probably, like, 15, but if I go back there for an extended period of time, I'm coming back, not pronouncing any Oz. Mm-hmm. Saying Saka and Kaw. And the New York accent works really well right now while I'm nasal. Because New York accent's naturally kind of nasal. 
and then I'll come back and I'll talk like this. <laughs> And uh, it'll be a real wacky scenario. Like a strong a, country, a country York, gentleman. A Yankee. And then I'll come in and talk like this. And then I'll sing like Johnny Cash, kind of like this. I hear the train coming. <laughs> We're now eight minutes uh, worth of just Bonnie singing in this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was also quiet when you guys talked about things. That's true. That's very true. Uh, talking about things, because I'm topical, <laughs> I was thinking about technology, and the last thing I enjoyed about technology was my Tamagotchi. Remember those things? Oh, yeah, yeah. It would poop. It would poop and... I like poop jokes. Oh. Tamagotchi, I always so killed that's... my Tamagotchi. I never... Oh, and I never had... It. I never had the Tamagotchi. I had the, like, Yamagocho, or whatever the off-brand was. It did almost everything... Just died twice as much, right. leading to Aww. depressed children all over the nation, right. who already struggle because their parents are poor because they didn't get named. Would it be? It's sad. I hate it. I'm gonna pretend that uh, all those tamagotchis had to be represented by a real pet somewhere. <laughs> that pet died. Aww. Oh, that's, that's so, so sad. sad. Listen, you two twenty babies. <laughs> we actually have kind of a little bit of like the twins thing going on from the movie just because his hair is longer like Arnold right and your head is you know dark why dark. isn't there an app for there should be a Tamagotchi app well, now do you think people would do that I would do it right now I would have one instead of my I'm head. sure they do I'm sure they and have a thing size, where you can raise text. a fish no, there has to be a fish raise. There's app. a there's an app I was using for a while um, where every time you drink water, you input it into the app, and you have a plant that grows. And, oh. if, you, and if you don't input the water, tell it how much water you drink, it would the plant would die. My plant always dies. Yeah, I could imagine. That's, that's I drink I mean. enough water, but I would just always forget to input it. I'm gonna. I think virtual fish hatchery is probably a pretty good app. I feel like that's out there. uh, I don't know. I'm going to... Interactive beekeeper. That would be another good one. (laughs) Did you you fish a lot in uh, the south? Yeah. 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 I mean, it was just part of... And this is... it's, It's cool, man. Like, we had a good... Like... It was I, I was raised good. Like we had, uh, we'd go out and fish and right. cut them up and fry them in the kitchen. Yeah, uh, I have a few questions about that actually. So when you catch the fish, you were able to skin the fish and gut the fish. Me? As a child and no, I I could help like pull the catfish. Like you could skin a catfish. I could do that, but I didn't. I couldn't do the scale ones yet. I just got the heebie-jeebies all over my shoulders. When you <laughs> Scale the catfish. Skin it. Skin it. Yeah. Oh. And scale it. You gotta scale it too. No, right? catfish. Oh, doesn't I guess have if you scale, skin it. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, never mind. I don't know about fishes. Yeah. You're imagining a cartoon glittery fish. <laughs> and is I don't know I don't know if it's normal people stuff or just southern people normal stuff. What? But like I mean just kind of the way you do things, like we would have uh always sit around and shell purple peas. Uh, what are purple garden. peas? They're those long peas. They're, they were they're purple? Like black, no, they're black-eyed peas, but they come in... Oh. Yeah. Gotcha. 
or the what are the fat beans? The butter beans. Yeah. There was a lot of you know. Go, everybody them. had a garden, so oh. you'd shell them and like we would do a lot of uh, pecans. There'd be a lot of pecan trees, and you'd have your little. There's a stick with a spring that was spread out, and you would go and pop them. Really? And it would pick them up, and yeah. Huh. I never knew how them. they did that. Yeah. Is a pecan in a pretty tough shell? Yeah. It's oh, a okay. little something. It's got a little something. There's a machine that you do. It's like two pieces of metal, and this part has a handle, and you stick it in there, and you crack it. Huh. And, you know, you'd, you'd go pick pecans, and then crack them open, and make something to take to a neighbor, or something like that. Um, my parents had a garden in New York. Which kind of prepared us to move to Iowa, except like my parents moved to Iowa and saw the dirt yeah. and were like, oh my God, because all the dirt in New York is clay based. So you have to dig everything up and then put potting, so you know, put mulch yeah. or whatever down to be able to plant in it. And when they moved out here, they didn't have to do any of that. Everything just grew oh, nice. amazingly. And so my parents had a huge garden, so we did all of that crap. And I hated the fact that I moved from New York to such a small town. But uh, after a while, and, and looking back now, I'm grateful that in my teens, I was able to have that experience of being able to go and do shit and yeah. not be stuck on my block because my parents were worried about me getting kidnapped. It was so great to just be able to go. My parents would just be like, okay, go, and then come back when you hear the siren. Yeah. They, they'd play a siren or whatever in our town at 7 a.m., noon, and 6 p.m. Why? To let people... Because it was for the farmers. Just, oh, so it would play so loud that if you were out working in the field, you you'd know what time oh, okay. it was based on that. So when you hear the last one of the day, it's time to go home. Time to go home and eat. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's all it was, was times to go eat. That was... <laughs> <laughs> all right, time for breakfast, time for lunch, and time for dinner. Man, what do serious. you do? What are you? What is going on right now? You're, I, I you were doing, you were doing this. You were what? so emotional a minute ago. No. I was talking and you were just doing this. I was listening to you. You're, You're being a distraction. You're being a distraction. Eating my Christmas candy. <laughs> I stole a piece too. Your chicken was delicious. David. It was. It was very good. Uh, very if good. there's one thing my father taught me, it was how to make a decent chicken palm. I wish it, it would have been better if I had uh, fresh chicken... And if I had flattened it a little bit more, because chicken parmesan is supposed to be thin, not very thick. But yeah, it was so good. And I'm obsessed with spaghetti squash. It's the fourth time we've had it in probably the last month. But it's good it's for you. Good. It's better than pasta. Can you garlic it up? Does it make like uh, mashed potatoes? Kind of if you garlic and butter it? Uh, no, because the consistency of the squash, it looks like spaghetti. Oh, okay. So there's really no way to mash it unless you cook it to death. I think somebody made cauliflower, like garlic. Yeah. Potato garlic. People, people who are trying to cut out like pizza dough and anything like that, they'll use cauliflower instead of pizza dough. I think I'm going to try to make some, it, it was, it looked, it was buffalo wings, but it was cauliflower. Yeah. Based. Buffalo cauliflower. My brother makes the most amazing buffalo What's cauliflower. What's his secret? Uh, the way he bakes it. Okay. He bakes it and then he'll bake it a little bit and then take it out and then run it through this like rub and yeah. stuff and then bake it again. Okay. I'm going to try to cook some this week. It's good. It's healthy. I'm, uh, 
I got a whole new year, new me thing going, so yeah, I'm going to try and... How long is that going to last? So far for me, eight weeks. I'm on Body by Toddy, and it's been a real pleasure. Body by Toddy? Uh-huh. I uh, moved in October 26th. It's a full move-in program. You move all the time. <laughs> you move in completely. Yes. Bonnie is my roommate. Right. I'm, I'm in the program. I li- I'm living in the house. Mm-hmm. I'm doing Body by Toddy. It's been going really good. I moved in October 23rd. Right. Bonnie completely makes up the rules for Body by Toddy herself. Yep. I have no, kind of in- like, uh, I have no input into the system. Like, hey, uh, I'm going to be outside today, so I'm not going to eat at all. Or May I finish, Go please. ahead. Go. Thank you. So, I moved in. I weighed 213 pounds. And I now, as of today, weigh 179 pounds. Woo! Body by Toddy works. Yes. So what this podcast is really about, Bonnie... Is Body by Toddy? Is an intervention for your very bad meth habit. Right. Bonnie Bonnie calls it Body by Toddy, but it's just really anxiety-driven panic. Oh. I've been having a tough time in life. Let's make this as sad as possible. <laughs> yeah, look at us just bus. making it about yeah, Bonnie. Yeah, Did you feel? Did you feel like the Jimmy Curve had a? Uh, um, it, was he very organized and and kind of what? This is live right now. No, it's not. I'll take this out. Yeah, but right now, technically, it's live. I'll only right? take it out if he says something bad. I'm just asking a general question. No, yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy knows what's going on with this podcast. Yeah. He, yeah. He's got, he prepares topics and. Does uh, he? Yeah. I know you said, you had I, questions. And I you, do. And you do look, you did look up Humble, but he also has segments. Oh. It, I would say that's the, the one. Segments? Yeah. Did you um, have to prepare anything beforehand? No. Oh. But he, and he, uh, he allows for the editing of. Yeah. If you need some time to take care of something. Oh, yeah. I'll take stuff out. I just like to do it as little as possible. Oh, no, I completely <laughs> understand. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not organized about it. I like the freeform natural conversation aspect well, of it. Yeah, I think he... It's like you do like 30 or an hour of just uh, like bullshitting, yeah. and then he gets into, like, Will's got a segment, Josh does the news... Oh. Jimmy will do Dang. a question, so do a question so or organized. Yeah, he's got different things. He's got like <laughs> recurring things, and then uh, he also has sound drops. So that's why I haven't. That's why I really don't go above and beyond to like invite people because I'm always I'm like it's not a big deal. But if you just want to sit and bullshit, and then I'll put it on the right. internet. <laughs> right. That's you know that's all I care to do. I'm not trying to make a. No, yeah, I understand. I'm not trying to make a living off of it. It's just fun, and people listen to it, I think. They do. You have proof, because it counts. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean... A lot of people yeah, I had a few people episode. listen to my last one on the Jimmy Curve. Yeah. And I was like... Like, people that I'm friends with and outside... Like, my brother-in-law listened to it. Oh, really? And he was like, hey, that's pretty cool. And I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, that's my... That's the coolest thing, is like, when people that I respect... Uh see me and they're like they also respect what I do I feel like a lot of times I just see my friends as my friends right but then I see them perform and I'm like oh yeah that's right they're also fucking amazing right and I think that like for me as a small town guy 
it seems like I'm almost like a Hollywood rock star thing happening, <laughs> even though it's just like, uh, I'm known in like four bars in Nebraska as somebody who is occasionally funny. But that's still a big deal. It's neat. It's neat as shit. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't ever think, uh, I said to somebody the other day, no. Somebody's here. Oh. I said, uh. Omaha is a city that made me feel like somebody. Right. Yeah. That's a good say. That's yeah. That's good. I feel like if you come here, you can do. You have a platform for starting whatever it is. Right. And you can do it kind of in an, a nourishing environment. Exactly. If you wanted to become a musician, you could come here, and there's plenty of people to play music with. And yeah. if you wanted to be uh, a comic, there's a good comedy scene and art and, uh, you know, I don't know what people are into. Fishing, fishing, apparent, I don't think is very good here. I don't think no. you can do a lot of fishing. I, I never really fished until I moved here. It's and not then, a good outdoorsy yeah. state. No. But. It's like bugs. Everywhere. Yeah. But other stuff. Yeah. Inside stuff were great In, at. Yeah. Inside stuff is great. Um, who do you feel like uh, comedic inspirations were for you when you were growing up? Dude, I always loved just stand-up in general. Right, didn't matter and, who, just... No, like, I wanted to see all of it. And right. I was, very, I, was, I was just very interested by the whole thing of somebody's up there and they're just talking and making everybody laugh. And I, I always like to make people laugh. Right. And it, it's pretty crazy because, like... And granted, I'm by no means... Uh, there's there's plenty of room above me saying I'm a comedian that plenty of people could look down on me and say he's not a comedian. Right. But I can kind of sort of call myself a comedian right now. I think now. you can. You definitely can. And that seems... That seems... Like, I did not know it was a fucking option. I didn't know that I could be living the life that I live right now, and that's amazing and so fucking cool. What do you do for your daytime work? Uh, I'm a stockbroker. Eh. He says it so nonchalantly. It's, it's such a... I looked up... My brother was a stockbroker for a long time, and I always looked up to him. I'm like, that's such a cool job. I mean, it may... I don't know. It, it's... No, it's... Uh, I'm really proud to... That, like, I got to... Uh, it's a really hard test. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, I mean, not the hardest by any means, but oh, I think I think that it's got a pretty solid fail rate or whatever. Do you have to be killer at math in order to be a No, breaker? not really. You just have to learn a lot of rules and stuff. Right. Uh, but, uh, I don't know, my job's fun. They encourage me to be cool. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, like, I, I like, I like where I work, but... Do you have a pretty laxed uh, work uh, atmosphere? Let's not talk about work. Okay. We don't have let's, to talk yeah. about work. It's not fun. Who wants to talk about work? Let's talk, yeah, I don't want to talk Gosh. about work. It's boring. What are you writing, Bonnie? What is it called when you are a woman who doesn't have a, a booty? Is there a slang word for it? Or is it just like flat-butted, flat-booty? Flat-booty. She's got curves like a table. <laughs> Too harsh. <laughs> It's oh. hard for... Okay, maybe not. I'm just going to try and follow up one of my jokes, but carry on. So what were your final wrenches, Bonnie? What, what did you say? It's hard for a what? Flat-tabled? 
Huh? Wait. You oh, said flat a flat table doesn't have curves. Is it, is it plural? Flat tabled? Is that She's got saying? curves like a flat, like a table. Oh yeah, yeah. She's got curves. She's got like curves table. like a table. Can I write that, or is that stealing from you? I don't think so. May I write it? I but you have to say, is it also about a girl that has no boobs? No. Okay. Well, then that doesn't make sense. No, okay. No, she has boobs. She's me. She has oh. boobs, but she doesn't have a butt. Because you have curves, so that wouldn't make any sense. Okay. Right. That's for girls like Gwen Stefani. I get it. Okay. So uh, let's talk about Gwen Stefani for a second. She yes, looked skip, amazing on the voice. We cut all this out, please. Why? I don't think I it's love boring. it. It's really no, great. No, cut this shit out. It's quality. It it's quality. It's quality audio we got flat here. Flat butted. Is flat butted fine? Flat butted? Butted is a weird word. Flat ass. Flat ass. She's got flat ass. Flat ass. That's the slang word I was looking for. What about... That's perfect. No, it's funny. Because it sounds like fat ass, but it's this flat 90 ass. degree... No. Angled ass. <laughs> this 90 degree this is, angled, got 90 ass degree flat angled ass flat butt having ass butt. ass look like a <laughs> coffee table uh, with a butthole in it. Okay. <laughs> I want a minute of your time. Can I have a minute? Sure. Go Sorry. ahead. Okay. I need you to tell a joke and then tell the follow up that I just wrote. So, my name is Bonnie Johnson Hyphenstron, and all my life I've gotten questions about my last name. Let's just clear the air. No, I'm not adopted, married, divorced. It's really much simpler than you guys are making it. I'm Hispanic. <laughs> you know how hard it is for a flat-ass Latina to get a date? You're not Latina. It's part of the joke from Bullock. It is. It's, it's pretty solid. I think it's solid, too. Because I want to lead into, I'm scared I'm going to end up just me in a house bunch of animals and frames on the walls that say my kids have paws. <laughs> so you go by your middle name and not your last name? So in Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, my parents call me Dylan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dylan, as, yeah. like they just call you Dylan. Yeah. Like it's your name. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And then you came here and started going to the back line, and there were two Dylans that just got confused. No, my name no, is my real name is Todd Dylan Graves. Okay, I took Todd Dylan as a stage name. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I didn't like the name Graves as comic as a comedian. Understandable. So, where do you see yourself going comedically now that it's something that you've kind of realized? Oh, I'm good at this. I can I can do this, dude. I have no idea, and that's like. Pretty exciting, really. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Takes a lot of pressure off, I'm sure. Yeah, like, I don't know what I want to do. I didn't... I never thought it would get this far. Right. So, it's basically... Everything else is gravy at this point. But isn't it just nice to... to, So, for me, like, working in an office much... You know, you work in an office, too. So, you see the cubicle hell, you know, 40 hours a week. And you realize that a lot of the other people that you work with are going home to nothing. Right. Meanwhile, you've got this thing outside of your job that it, it, it defines who you are. Yeah. And there are people in your life, you know, like myself, who don't know work right. you. Right. They and know comedy you. Yeah. And that's good that, you know, there's not just one type yeah, of version It's a of great outlet and, like, right. I get to go out and I get to play and... Yeah, like, I went to one of my friends' house the other day, and we were just hanging out on his couch, and then some of his friends came over, and the girl was like, hey, I saw you at Backline, you were really funny. Yeah. And, like, she didn't know that I was just a dude 
that sits around in basements jacking each other off. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, because that's basically what a lot of the comedy we do is. Right. Um, no, I mean, she didn't know that I was... She just saw a guy who is on stage and performs. Right. That's all she knew about me is that I was And that's a cool. Performer. Yeah, they that's, didn't know that's anything neat. about yeah. your, you know, boring date yeah. or whatever. Yeah, to that person, I'm just somebody that came out and fucking rocked the stage and ran back away. Yeah, that's been the really nice thing about uh, doing improv for me is that it's... I was getting to a point with my job where I was like, this is monotonous. Yeah. And it's it's not rewarding in any way, shape, or form. Like, I always wanted to do comedy, but I didn't right. know it was a thing that you could just do. Right. And I didn't know how to get my feet wet or jump yeah. into it. And it was great because improv really helped me to be able to, like, get the confidence or whatever it is I felt like I needed to go and do stand-up. Yeah. And I feel like I've become a better person since I, since I started doing right. it. and. I'm a lot more caring of other people since I'm out. Yeah. I a lot more people. I meet a lot right. of different people and, and it uh, kind of gives me like a, a better all-around perspective of things, I think. It definitely helps you deal with people better because you, you have to realize that, yeah, you're going to have to work with somebody else. Yeah. And you're going to have to put yourself in the same level as somebody else. Definitely, definitely. How's your set coming along, buddy? What, what time do you got to do this? Ten, I think. Oh. Hey, the math's not that hard. I'm an idiot. There's nine people. They each get five to seven minutes. It's like an hour-long show. Yeah. Why, would it, why was I thinking it was going to be like three hours? You're a silly goose. I'm a silly goose. A silly billy willy goose. You're a silly, silly billy. billy. You silly billy. And so that I don't think that joke worked. I'm not telling that joke ever again. That's what happens. You learn that jokes don't work. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the funny bone is the best place to learn that your jokes don't work. I don't know. Is it? Is it? I don't hey, know. I'm being I mean, quiet so you can un- like input the punch sound because <laughs> that was a punch to the face. Oh, was it? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think right now if I said anything to offend you lately. No, nope, I didn't deserve that. <laughs> I think he, I think you made a valid point though. I wasn't trying to. I wasn't trying to be hurtful. No, I mean, no, it's you. You do you like. What? It's as good as any place to fuck up, right? Right. Like, we're not... No, David did not mean it. We're not... Realistically. He meant it sarcastically. Admit it. I didn't mean anything by it. We're not Chris Rock or Seinfeld. Yeah, the funny bone is a good place to try something new. I said it isn't a good place to try something new. Yeah, but don't... I mean, what better place? Like... Yeah, like... Give it a shot. Yeah. Who cares? Reach for your dreams. Do you think any of those people are just sitting around right now just being like, that Bonnie Johnson Man, it was so good until she got all until about... Until she got oh, all of, Can you believe she's fucking a married you, dude? Exactly. I can't, a dude who you used know, to be married. You know, I haven't gone to work all week because I can't get her out of my head with what she said. Because she's in there banging a dude who used to be married right. to the guy that lives, up, to the lady that lives upstairs. I can't I've put up flyers. I've called my local news stations. It's She's an it's terrible. a travesty. She's it's terrible. an absolute travesty. All right, Joe Glendon. <laughs> Let's pull. I, I you know what we should do? We should pull Nico Jenkins out of jail and replace her Ooh, with Bonnie. Topical. You know Nico's a boy. You right. said her. I yeah. did. That is correct. <laughs> I'm willing to admit my mistakes. Unlike you, you said X Y. You're lucky. I'm Give me ten dollars. Forgive your mistakes, podcast listeners. Please forgive Todd. 
Dylan Graves for saying Nico Jenkins. Right. This is an area of the United States where people might hear this. Who Free Barabbas. Free Barabbas. <laughs> Free Barabbas. Okay. On that note, I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast. So, Bonnie, say goodbye and thank you for coming again. Oh, phrasing? Okay, let's try that one more time. Bonnie, thanks for joining us tonight. You're welcome. <laughs> she said cold. Thanks for having me. It was a really great time. <laughs> and thank you, Todd, for coming and hanging out in my basement with my with my ghetto rig microphone set up. I'm happy to be here. It's short. It's short and sweet. Free Barabbas. Free Barabbas. Sing? Everyone else sings at the end. Yeah, we were supposed to sing the theme song to a TV show. Maybe uh, I hear the blues are calling. To silence and no, I don't know that one. Uh, Frasier? No? Nobody? Okay. Uh, let's do Full House. How's oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um... It's a rare condition. No, nope. <laughs> stay to read any good, good news. news. No, nope. we already did that. I'm not. Love and condition <laughs> of the grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find. Now, okay, what was Full House? How did Full House start? Clue. Inside this gentle world. All I see is a stereo me. Real life bursting out of every seam. It's the days come by. It's the big love and the family. That's not. That's not it. Yeah, what else? No, but that was family matters, and we've already. We got it. Yep. Good. Good to go there, Bonnie. Uh, Matt Van Epps and I already did that, though. So. Oh. You're like, you're wasting your time. Then, uh, wait, okay, so how did it start? Hold on. California. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Um. Oh. If you were to throw a party and invited everyone no. you knew, no. you would see the happy fruit of the jealousy. The big man, the paper boy, in the TV. Oh, oh! This is the full version. Full version. <laughs> this learned this stuff. isn't the. Yeah, this what? is like this is like the full version. Ooh. This is like the unedited. I it's... remember the end. But love is waiting to carry you home. Oh, this one. This one's got know. lyrics. It says ah. ah. <laughs> Fucking Kimmy Gibbler. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paper boy, evening TV. Everywhere you look, everywhere you play. Oh, there's a heart. Hold on to. Everywhere you look, everywhere. There's somebody who needs you. Everywhere you look. Start there, you're all alone. It's gotta get serious for a second. To scare you home. That's good. It's really good. Everywhere. What do you guys think about this coming back? Um, I am having a viewing party. Oh, that's right. You're having a viewing party. Yeah, I'm having a viewing party. It doesn't come out until February. Um, and I'm also 
hoping against hope that it doesn't turn out like Girl Meets World. Oh, no! Girl Meets World was no good. They're on, like, the third season of that, too. I know, I was so bummed. It's so Disney. It's so Disney. Okay, I really have to pee. Everybody say goodbye! Bye! 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 Bye!